Welcome to St. Paul Stories, a podcast falling down the rabbit hole of history, one St. Paul story at a time. I'm your host, Kristen Donaldson. If you've ever driven by the intersection of Dale Street and Maryland Avenue, you're probably familiar with a cheerful-looking red-and-white ice cream stand named Connie's Creamy Cone. My guest today is Connie herself, Connie McCullough. The Cone, as Connie calls it, is legendary in the north end of St. Paul for serving up more than 24 flavors of soft serve and delicious burgers, coney dogs, fries and cheese curds made to order and served hot. It was an absolute delight to interview Connie, and I know you'll love her story as much as I do. So let's get started. Please enjoy the St. Paul story of Connie's Creamy Cone. Well, Connie, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. So what was Connie's Creamy Cone called before it was Connie's Creamy Cone? Well, you know, I should start from the beginning. In the 50s, it was called Dishers. Okay. And I I, I was born in 1958, so I never went there. Mm. But Mr. Dishers uh, started uh, this little place. It was like, um, like an A&W where they had car hops. Oh, yeah. And um, he had a little trailer in the back and he would close up in the, in the fall and go someplace nice and warm. And <laughs> and it, it was kind of neat because a lot of people will come back and it's very um, nostalgic for them to see that the um, the creamy cone came full circle. Yeah. Um, it started out as an ice cream burger place. And then um, f- uh, I don't know how many years he had it. Then let's see. Um, then it was a... An, a Chinese restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah, a little Chinese restaurant. There was only one table in there, so <laughs> it was mostly takeout. <laughs> and then it was a video to go. Um, I you probably you you, you didn't use videos, but oh once sure, I did. Ten, I did. did. Okay. <laughs> um, so you know, Blockbuster. They came in and they uh, all the, all the little video places that were in neighborhoods uh, on corner. You know, they all they all closed. Yeah. And then um, two guys, I, I think they're both, their names were Larry. Um, they came along and bought it and <laughs> they did an excellent job transforming uh, this video shop into an ice cream shop. Hmm. And they did it all before. I think this, were, this was like around 1990. Now, I'm, I'm not certain on all these years but mm-hmm. or the dates, but um, this was before the Internet. So they went to the library. And they did all this research, mm-hmm. and I think they just did a fantastic job transforming uh, a video place into this little ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. They had it for two years, I think. There was the construction on Dale Street, so I don't think that they had a real fair shot at it. Mm. And then um, a woman by the name of uh, Eunice O'Gorman uh, from South Africa bought it. Um, her, her children started moving to the U.S., she and her husband moved to, or uh, they came to the U.S., and they landed in Missouri. And they had a house in Missouri and uh, had a daughter that lived here. 
And Yunus O'Gorman was looking for um, a, a little, you know, like restaurant type thing that she could manage. And her daughter said, you know, there's this little ice cream shop that is for sale. And I think that you should take a look at it. And then um, she saw a lot of traffic and there was a possibility. And so she bought it and she was there for three years. And it was just Eunice O'Gorman and her son, hmm. just the two of them hmm. worked it. And now it takes like 30 for us <laughs> to get through the season. Yeah. So it was it was simplified wow. back then. They I added a lot of things. Yeah. Um I remember every year we were seeing to be adding something and and then in um by 2007 and and you know that little uh shack is only so big <laughs> in 2007 my dad passed away and i just couldn't be real creative about adding anything mm -hmm. and someone said connie what's new this year and i said bottled water <laughs> that was the easiest thing that i could come up with yeah you know and we still had something new <laughs> yeah so yeah so when did you buy the the creamy cone well i bought it in uh, 2005 um so when I was in when I was in college, I I worked as a server, and I loved it. I uh, I just really loved it. I kept my job as a server when I got my day job, and I was driving by one day, and I saw that this little um, video to go place was an ice cream shop now, <laughs> and I thought, well, what a great idea! Mm. I thought I wish I I would have thought of that. Because I always wanted to have something, something was in my heart about having my own little restaurant, my own little gig, but mm -hmm. I just never really thought it a reality. Hmm. But I was enjoying my day job. Five years later, I still had that little part-time job <laughs> and my day job. And for some reason, I drove by on Dale Street. I usually would go Como to my night job and I saw a for sale sign again. Mm. And I, I went to work and the next morning I drove my parents to Denver. When you drive to Denver, you have a lot of time to think. <laughs> and so then on the way home, I'm still thinking about this little ice cream shop. The next morning, um, when I woke up, I was thinking about that ice cream shop. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I, some, I need to follow this. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I called, I went to work that day. And my morning break, I called my brother, who's uh, my CPA, and I said, Mike, call Lynch Real Estate and, and just see, you know, how much they want. I'm going to call you back on my lunch break. Mm -hmm. So I called them back on my lunch break. And, you know, it didn't, it, it wasn't a, a crazy number like, you know, Dairy Queen franchises were probably going for, sure. you know, 300 or whatever. And I said, you know what? I said, let's go for this. And he said, really, Connie? Mm -hmm. I said, really, <laughs> let's do it. The reason they were selling it is that Eunice uh, O'Gorman, just a wonderful woman, her husband uh, for health issues needed to move out of Minnesota. Mm. So they were going to go back to Missouri where they had their house. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so they wanted to leave soon, like oh. four weeks. Oh, wow. Right. And so, I didn't have um, a big savings. I, I was traveling a lot. And that's fat. In fact, that's why I kept my my part time job, because that was my traveling box. And <laughs> and um, but one thing I didn't have was debt. 
Mm. I was not in debt. So I, I hit the pavement and, and tried to get a small business loan, but um, I didn't have the, the time because they, you know, you had to process the loan and, and they wanted to leave town. <laughs> so um, I did what I could. I, I, my car was paid for. I went and did the bank to see how much to give you for my car. And, you know, I was kind of scrambling. And then um, I made an offer. And what happened was there were other people that were interested in buying the, the cone, but they, they didn't have the monies that they said they had and things didn't go through at closing. Mm-hmm. And I was very honest and upfront. And I made an offer to Eunice O'Gorman. And I'm sure that um, Mr. Lynch probably put in a good word for me because he knew my family and mm. we're from the you know Como Park area. <laughs> and um, so I had him on my side, but, but um, I made an offer. And the offer was, you know, I said that I would give her a balloon payment if she would let me give me a chance to uh, generate some revenue. Yeah. And um, then give her this, uh, this payment, balloon payment in October. Well, I was very nervous, Kristen, about that, yeah. that she was not going to accept my offer. I mean, why? she doesn't have to. Why would she have to? Right. You know, she wants to leave town and she deserves to have her money. Well, what happened was one day, shortly after I made that offer, I was driving by the cone um, on my way to my mother's. I was going to my parents' house. It was a Sunday. And who do you suppose was out there shoveling? with Eunice O'Gorman and her son, Sean. Oh. And I thought, Connie, you know, I wanted to pull in and just introduce myself. Oh, yeah. You know, and let her know, you know, I, I've have this restaurant experience and this is what I do during the day now. And, um, <laughs> she, and, and I said, Connie, you can't do that. It's, it, it's not a good, right protocol. And, and, <laughs> and you're only supposed to communicate between your realtor and my lawyer and, Oh, and, right, right. Right. You know, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and I couldn't stop it. I could not stop myself. <laughs> and I, I drove, I pulled into the parking lot. I got out of my car. I introduced myself. And I didn't want to take too much of her time. I was trying to be respectful mm-hmm. and um, just kind of let her know who I was. And we had a lovely conversation. Nice. Short but sweet. We, I felt a connection. <laughs> and as I was, and I just wanted to know, you know, I'm Constance. My real name is Constance. I'm <laughs> Constance McCullough. I'm the one who gave you this offer. And and um, then I turned, I, I thought, Connie, leave now, <laughs> be, you know, you're not supposed to be here. I turn around to leave. And as I was leaving, I turned back and we were both kind of smiling. And I looked at her and I said, I really hope this works out. Mm. And she said, I do too. Mm. <laughs> and so at that point, I thought, I think this is going to be okay. And about that balloon payment, <laughs> I had it early oh. and I gave it to her in August just to show good faith. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so she didn't have to do that for me. Yeah. She didn't. And it was one of the times that I felt like I really followed my heart. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a great something? story. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was just... um. It was just really meant to be. And from the day that I called my brother from work to see how much they wanted for that little cone place, I had keys in my hand within 22 days. Oh. I know. Everything, <laughs> everything happened so quickly. And um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it happened for a reason. I still kept in touch with uh, Eunice. Hmm. 
I don't want to get emotional here, but she was oh. a very, very special woman. And oh. she worked for me for or with me because I was still had my day job um, for about um, a month or month and a half. Hmm. And uh, and we kept in touch. Hmm. Um, the the cone exceeded my expectations <laughs> right away, and um, it was happy. I was happy to, or she would come back, and it was so nice to see her because she still had her daughter that lived here, mm. and so she would come back um, every couple of years, and and it was it was really nice that she could see that we were doing well. Yeah, and um, I talked to her. When she was 89 years old, that was two years ago, and I told her, I said, Eunice, I'm going to come see you um, for your 90th birthday. And she passed away right before. Oh. Yeah. But you know what? She uh, made a difference in my life. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a wonderful person. And so I hope uh, we'll meet again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you had it from 1995 until when? Well, I had it, uh, I sold, okay, so I was sitting in my office one day, my home office, and um, I said, so I had a lot of support when I started, my family, um, friends, and, you know, and I've been there for a really long time now, my my family, they're growing up and following their own dreams, Mm -hmm. and my parents are deceased, and and um, when we started taking, I mean, we were always very busy, but when we started taking credit cards in 2011, mm-hmm. which I hated to do, <laughs> um, not technical at all, um, <laughs> we, um, we just, I mean, it was just, it's crazy. And well, people spend on average 33% more when they're using a credit card. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes, yes. And and I can see that. I mean, because if you come with a fistful of money, okay, a small cones, guys, because this is all I have money for. But you come with a credit card, it's like you have large cones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. and throw in a chili a chili dog there too. <laughs> um, I took the I brought the cone as far as I could. Okay. But I just really felt like it was time for another family to take over another family that had the support that I had, mm-hmm. you know, it was a great run. So I gave myself five years. Oh, yeah. I said, Connie, in five years, it'll be 25 years. Oh, and I think that's, that's a good, good run. Yeah. And um, then that gave me five years to prepare emotionally, psychologically and financially. Yeah. And um, have kind of a, a slow exit because it was, I knew it was time. And when it was just, it, you, you, it's hard, but you, you can't ignore that. Mm. Um, and so what I did was I started talking about it mm-hmm. and I, I uh, went to work the next day and I was telling some of the, well, I call them coneheads, <laughs> my, <laughs> my coneheads. Um, <laughs> I said, I'm going to sell the cone in five years. And they're like, oh yeah, sure. You're never going to leave. <laughs> and I said, no, five years. And um one of the kids that worked for me, um, Zach Kipples, he was um, working that day. Oh, I don't know, uh, a week or so later, he, he came to work and he said, um, Connie, my, brother, uh, my brother-in-law wants to buy the cone. Oh. And now, Kristen, I have, you know, I've had people say, hey, let us know when you're ready to retire. Yeah. And a lot of families that were really interested in taking over. And there are a few families that 
I was, you know, would, would sell to them. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, I said, okay. I said, since he's family, I'll put him at the top of the list, you know, <laughs> being a little bit of a smart aleck. <laughs> well, about a month later, he comes back and he says, my brother-in-law wants to have a meeting. And I'm like, wow, he's serious. Mm. And I thought, well, well, I said, I'll meet him. I said, I don't have any numbers or anything for him, but I'll certainly meet him. And so we met, um, at a restaurant and, um, um, uh, I met Jeff, the brother-in-law <laughs> and Jeff would be married to, um, Molly who'd be, you know, Zach's sister. Mm -hmm. And well, he said, he said everything I, that I, I needed to hear. Like one of the first things he said, well, one of the first things I said to him was, you know, if you're doing this for the money, forget it. Mm. You know, this is a lot of work. And he <laughs> said to me, I'm ready to work hard for myself. And that was a feeling that I had a long time ago when I started yeah. is that I was ready to really jump in to this adventure and, and, um, mm -hmm. was really to work hard for myself. Yeah. You know? So anyways, <laughs> Jeff, I, when I met him, I, I loved him immediately. <laughs> And because this is, was going to be an adoption. Yeah, right. This was not just uh, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this in 25 years. Yeah. Uh, good and bad. And um, I just thought that he would be the right person to adopt. And and I had never met his wife, Molly, but if she was a kipple, she had to be a, a good woman, <laughs> you know. And we uh, we made a deal. We made a deal on uh, a handshake and a hug. <laughs> and I said... Uh, you get first crack at the cone, <laughs> but on a five-year plan and those five, I said, it's going to go by really fast. And it did. Yeah. And every about once or twice a year, we would try to meet back at this restaurant and it was just the two of us and we would talk shop. <laughs> uh, I was happy to see his excitement. And I, I knew that this family, the Kibbles family is just such a great family and, and that they would um, come together and support each other. Mm -hmm. And I was not, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> so this happened. I sold to um, Jeff and Molly um, in 20, 20, 21. I'm glad I didn't sell it to him in 2020. That was a very, the most challenging year. I it was, bet. it was awful. Yeah. And that would have been a terrible way for them to start mm. out. Um, as it turned out in uh, 2021, that was a really crazy season, too, because in October or March, when we opened up, um, the weather was beautiful, mm. exceptional, 75 degrees. And people were so excited. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, the, 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 the doors opened up and every yeah. and, and people were standing in in line and for a long time. And they didn't care because they were around other people. Yeah, totally. It was amazing. But, you know, Jeff wasn't even, and I should say Jeff is the one who is uh, taking care of the daily operations at the cone. Mm -hmm. um, his wife, uh, Molly, um, has a, a full-time job. She works, that she works from home, but she is the numbers gal and she does all the um, daily books and, um, you know, all the admin work and and banking and all that they are a they they're the dream team <laughs> they they totally complement one another <laughs> and support one another and it's it's just great jeff wasn't he came in to, oh at the end of the season just for a couple of days to 
season before, but we we really threw him under the bus. It was so busy. <laughs> we were we were fortunate that um, there was a number of of my employees that came back and sure. they were helping. And um, I don't know what we would have uh, done without them. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uh, really amazing, but um, you know they're they're completing their third year and they're they're just doing such a great job and you know it, it's a learning curve. They had a lot to learn. <laughs> I can imagine a lot. I grew with the business, and so you know I, that that was advantageous. But for them, it it uh, and that's why I am still working with them, mm-hmm. um, not as much. But um, I did tell Jeff. Because what happened to me is that, you know, so Gorman, she moved to Missouri and, you know, I wanted a business I knew nothing about, <laughs> but it w- was small enough and m- my passion was big and I knew that I I, fig- I thought I could handle it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't expect it to take off the way it did, but grateful, very grateful for that. And, uh, but yeah, Jeff is, uh, he's doing great and, and um, now I, you know, we do communicate um, almost daily, but, um, you know, he's, he's finding his way and they're just doing a great job. And one day he said to me, I don't know how you did this. And finally someone understood how much work it was. I, yeah. So anyways, yeah. yeah, great. It's a great, great story. I couldn't have asked for a nicer family to take over. Is it open seven days a week? Seven days a week. Oof. Yeah. And were you there all seven days? Seven days a week. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, and I used to, when I first started out, um, we call them uh, Connie shifts, and that would be open to close. Connie shifts? Connie shifts, yeah, <laughs> open to close. And, and I used to uh, do, do that. And wow. I know, it was crazy. But um, it wasn't quite as, as busy. I mean, I was building the business at that point, too. Yeah. So I could sit down once in a while. But now it's, <laughs> it's pretty much nonstop. And I, ha- I, I kept my, my day job for the first eight years. What? But I, 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 well, I went on, uh, I thought for financial reasons, it would be a good thing to do. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I was um, working uh, three-quarter time. So I would um, be released in May and I would go back there in November. Mm. Um, and then I had um, uh, a couple of family members and a gal that um, worked lunches for me. Mm-hmm. And then I would uh, get off work at 3 or 3.30. I only did it for a couple months. So I see uh, March and April. But still. Uh, oh, my goodness. I would do a 20-minute power nap. And then I would go and I would uh, close up. And then, of course, I had Saturdays and Sundays. And um, but you know what, Kristen, it was okay because I had so much passion for what I was doing. Wow. I just really loved my little cone. Yeah. And what it was doing, you know, for the community and the and 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 all the kids. And (laughs) and it was such a happy place. Yeah. It wasn't like I was selling tires, and I don't think I'd have too much passion, but <laughs> but it was ice cream, um, and and I did that um, for for eight years, and I, uh, it it like I said, the cone exceeded my expectations. Mm. I was really looking forward to being there full time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I did it. 
I learned a lot um, from my other job. And my mother was sick, and that was the last winter that we had together. Mm. So timing is everything. And yeah, so I'm glad wow. that I stepped aside when I did. Mm. And I was so happy to be at my cone. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned um, like something new on the menu every year. And the menu now is... I mean, extraordinary. It, it like actually gives me anxiety a little bit. Because, like there's just too many choices. It's amazing. Ah, that's those flavor cones that'll get you every time. <laughs> so when I bought it, they had the basics, the uh, vanilla chocolate twist cone. They had chili dogs, uh, Polish and hot dogs. That's all they had for food. Mm-hmm. They did have malts and shakes and flurries and then the specialties. Okay. Banana split, brownie delight. That's what they had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was quite limited. And um, I just realized, I thought, you know, I'm never going to be able to have a day off if uh, we don't generate a little more business here uh-huh. and get our sales up. Um, because if I'm not there, I'm going to have to pay someone to be there. Right, right. So I think the first year I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't do too much. Eunice O'Gorman said, don't add too much Right away, and and which was very good advice because I, I needed to get in there and just get a feel of things. So yeah. I think the first year I just added shredded beef um, sandwiches. I just wanted something that would go out really quickly. And then maybe the following year, uh, my sales rep uh, told me about um, this hamburger and I tried it and I thought it was excellent. And mm. I said, yes, let's do this. Meanwhile, when I bought the place, there's potato chips, uh, bags of potato chips hanging down the wall. What I found out, people don't want chips with their burgers. They want fries. <laughs> so the following year, a friend of mine told me about this uh, auto fry. I, act, I bought one uh-huh. and it's amazing because yeah. I didn't want that free oil like they have at McDonald's, you know. Yeah. I was afraid that my cone heads would burn themselves. and But this auto fry is so amazing. It's like a big, huge um, uh, uh, microwave. And you open up this door, this hatch, and you put the French fries in and you close the door. The French fries, they fall into this basket. The basket is sitting in this pan of oil and you put in the time, uh, the cooking time, just like a microwave. And then after a couple of minutes, it slides out the side <laughs> and it's amazing and no one touches the oil yeah so we added french fries and cheese curds oh we had the best onion rings they're beer battered <laughs> um and so we had that going and then the following year um my mother had a stroke and i was trying to get down to the hospital mm. it wasn't a real bad stroke but still i was preoccupied i was having just a crazy morning just so much was coming at me mm. and i was trying to get uh, an employee there who could cover me so I could go be with my mother mm. and this guy and I'm out in the parking lot and this guy comes up to me and he says hey I've got this flavor machine from Canada can I bring it in and show you and I'm like oh my gosh I said my mother just had a stroke I'm trying to get to the out of the hospital oh. and I had I can't even remember what else was going on that morning but I was stressed yeah and I said why not add a little more chaos to my day? <laughs> Come on in. You did not. <laughs> and, and so he brings in this oh. machine and he says, well, what flavor do you want to try? 
and I love banana, and I think that banana is really hard to, mm. you know, to duplicate or imitate. And I tried it, and I thought, oh my gosh! I said, this is beautiful. This <laughs> is really good. Another employee tried the pistachio, and that was excellent. <laughs> and I said, oh my gosh! I said, this is really good. I said, I, I want to do this. I said, give me your number. I got to get to the hospital. We'll connect. <laughs> And uh, so we we got the uh, the machine going and and uh, Don he's a great guy just a great guy <laughs> and we kept in touch for a while and and actually the flavors um that really kind of separates us from uh, other ice cream yeah shops I mean there's not a lot of shops that do flavored soft serve right so like let's get into the logistics <laughs> of that like how does that work. You want me to tell you all our secrets? <laughs> okay. Well, it I just was, doesn't make sense to my brain. I, like, how I, can you have flavored soft right, serve without having twenty-four machines? Right. Okay. So basically, what we do is we take our vanilla uh, soft serve, and we have these cups that are made from this company. And the cup has um, it's like a mixing cup, mm -hmm. and in the bottom, it, there's a little hole in the bottom. But while you're mixing, we have these little, like little propellers or whatever, <laughs> caps. That's what it is. You cap it, mm -hmm. the mixing cup, and we um, stir in the flavor. Mm -hmm. And then we put it in this little machine that, and we take the cap off and uh, we put in a little, little uh, patty paper. And then we squeeze the ice cream into a cup or, or a cone. <laughs> It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> and you can mix and match flavors too. That's crazy. Yeah. So we started out with like 24 flavors because that's what the company, that's how they sell it. But then they have all these other flavors too that we that we got into. And um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, now it's all the, because you can add, put a couple different flavors together, um, you know, it's there's no limit. Yeah. It's uh it's it's our little trick. <laughs> and we sell a lot of them. I I've had people that have tried every flavor. Really? Oh yeah, it's like their goal for the season. <laughs> That's if, awesome. And then when they tell me too, it's like, well, the next one's on me, I guess. <laughs> right? So yeah. Ooh, I might have mm -hmm. to try that next year. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Very Squad good. goals. Maybe my kids and I we can all <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. People say, well, what's your favorite? And I said, a twist. So that's um, chocolate and vanilla. Uh, a or, twist is yeah. chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. Or even just our vanilla. Yeah. Our vanilla is really good. <laughs> um, yeah. And the thing about Connie's Creamy Cone is that everything is made to order, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's well worth the wait, though. <laughs> <laughs> what was your thought process behind making that decision? Um. Making things to order? Yeah. Well, because I, I don't like, like, hot dogs on a wheel. You know, after a while, they look like a chameleon. You know, they've got all these colors <laughs> on them. And, uh, and French fries sitting under a lamp. Yeah. It just doesn't taste as good. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything tastes better um, when it's fresh, when it's yeah. made fresh. Right. And it might take a little bit longer, but, you know, if you're willing to wait, it's going to be worth the wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was um, one of my goals um, from day one, to serve a quality product for a fair price. Mm. I always wanted a family 
to be able to come to the cone and and have ice cream. Yeah. And I know that some other places um it was, you know, getting pretty expensive. Yeah. And you know, and prices have gone up. They have to. Right. Yeah. But um that was uh, always my goal to serve a quality product for a fair price. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about the cone heads. This the is cone what, heads. This is what you call the employees. Oh, my cone heads are so great. <laughs> yes. Um, now these these are the kids. Are these kids? This is their first job, mm-hmm. and you're you're it's you're dealing with a a whole different mentality of of training. And this is one of the things that um, that I told Jeff. I said when you're training kids and giving them their first job. What's very important is you realize that they do not have our wisdom. Mm. These kids are 14, 15 years old. What were you doing when you were 14, 15 <laughs> years old? I mean, you really got to put yourself back there. Yeah, right. You know, so that you can relate to them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting. And sometimes um, what I would always look for is what's kind of nice is maybe a larger family. So I could start at the top and go right through the birth order. And, you know, sometimes you, some kids, you, they just walk in the door and it's like, my gosh, bam, you know, they nail it right away. Sometimes, you know, um, you, a kid might struggle and then they'll come back the following year. And it's like, wow, who are you? And the maturity level, yeah, you know, it's, it's so interesting. What happens over the winter with some of these kids? Yeah. Yeah. These kids started coming into my life and enriching my life. Mm-hmm. And so I used to call them my, or I still do, my beloved coneheads. <laughs> but I, I, wor- I worked there for so long that now my coneheads are getting married and having families. <laughs> yeah. And so now I have baby coneheads. <laughs> <laughs> I keep in, in touch with a lot of them, mm-hmm. a good number of them. And um, it's really been a blessing for me. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and you know, one of the things that I really love, and I kind of call this success, mm-hmm. is that when these coneheads, when they go out into the real world, yeah, and they come back and they say, and this just happened just a couple of weeks ago, Morgan said to me, Connie, Connie's will always be the funnest job. Aww. Well, it sounds like, you know, everything about Connie's Creamy Cone is full of heart and love. And yes, <laughs> yes, you nailed it. I had a lot of passion, you know, and you look back and I'm sure you look back in times of your life and even like right now, you know, raising children. Yeah. And, and juggling. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and your, your work that you're a little side gig and, yeah. and you know, you're going to look back and you're going to think, gosh, how did I do all that? <laughs> but it's amazing. When you have passion yeah. for what you're doing, it's amazing what you can accomplish. That is true. And I totally followed my heart on this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something that I always really wanted to do, but I never thought it would be a reality. Mm. And um, so that's why, you know, and everything happened and 22, 23 days, I thought, well, it was meant to be. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So. Amazing. But it's been a wonderful journey. And, you know, thank you to all my cone heads and, and all the wonderful customers that we've had over the years. And mm-hmm. 
And, you know, and I've seen so many of them pass on. Mm. And, you know, even customers that you end the season with and then you don't see them the next season. Yeah. And you know that they passed on. And, you know, I had this one gentleman that always would come up and order a large blueberry malt. And and then the following year he came and I could tell that he was struggling a little bit Mm. uh, physically. And so I would watch for his car. I knew when he was coming at 3.30. (laughs) And I watched for his car and I would run out to his car because he would always park, you know, right by the door. Yeah. And um, so, hey, I was the one and only car hop uh, <laughs> at the cone, but I would run out and I would uh, make sure that he wanted his large Blu-ray mall. And he knew that all he had to do was pull up and I would come out Aww. and take care of him. <laughs> and then the following year, he doesn't come and you know that they, they passed on. So yeah. I've seen a lot of customers come and go. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I feel just uh, very blessed and very grateful for the whole journey. Yeah, I just, I'm so grateful. Mm. And, you know, and it wasn't no utopia. I mean, (laughs) owning your own business is a (laughs) lot of work. Yeah. And if you don't have passion, if you're not, if your heart's not in it, forget it. Yeah. You know, you're going to get buried. (laughs) But it's been uh, quite the the journey, Kristen. (laughs) And I am grateful for it. Uh, that um, I got to be uh, work in a happy place for my life work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining me and telling me your story and the story of Connie's Creamy Cone. Thank you. Thanks for listening. One thing I wanted to add to the episode is we did talk about the many adult employees who are essential to running the cone. Connie was reluctant to name names in fear of leaving anyone out. But a special shout out to my sister Sherry and the lunch ladies who help staff the cone during the daytime in the spring and fall when the high school kids are still in school. St. Paul Stories is produced and edited by me, Kristen Donaldson. Music is by Sarah Morris, sarahmorrismusic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and a review, and more importantly, tell a friend about our show. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.